like I'm back at school being called Miss Kemp. <laughs> That's Monday. Um, I'm just going to pray before um, we start. Um, Lord Jesus, I thank you so much um, for your presence here this morning. Um, I just really pray that you will use me um, to share the word that you want to be um, shared this morning, Lord Jesus. That any words that are not of you will be forgotten, Lord Jesus. I pray that whatever I say is just completely your truth, that it will um, touch people's hearts this morning. Um, and they will just feel so, so blessed and encouraged by you. Amen. Um, I don't have PowerPoint for that today. It's a slightly different. It's just going to be me speaking, minus the technology. Um, so we are going to be carrying on looking at um, the gifts of the Spirit. And obviously you got introduced to this last Sunday. We're looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 to 14. And I'm going to talk to you about the gift of faith. And that's found in verse 9. So I'll say those verses again. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1 to 14. And we're looking at verse 9. And it reads as follows. The same spirit gives great faith to another. So we're just going to unpack what this great faith is. So we're going to look at that question, and then we're going to look at what does it mean for us? Okay, we've got great faith. What are we on earth are we meant to do with that great faith? So firstly, I wanted to just say that we all have faith as human beings. Um, we all have faith. We have faith when we go to sleep that hopefully we'll wake up the next morning. We have faith in that. We have faith that our legs will carry us to work, to the bus stop. We have faith the bus will turn up on time. We have faith our car will start in the morning to get us to where we need to go. We have faith in people. We have faith that our children will hopefully have their shoes on in time and be ready to go to school. We have faith that maybe it will happen. We have faith um, that... Well, the government will be able to lead our country. We have faith. Well, we used to have faith in that. <laughs> we should still have faith in that. They'll, they'll get it sorted. We have faith in our friends that they'll be able to maybe keep our secrets that we've shared with them or they'll be able to help us through the, the hard, tough times. We have faith as human beings in so many different things. But the sad thing is all of those earthly things often fail us. We get up in the mornings, we get up to the bus stop, and our bus is late. We had faith it would turn up, but it's not there. We have faith that our kids will have their shoes on and be ready. You know, half an hour later, school started, you're still at home. We had faith in our friends, but I reckon everyone here today could probably think of a time where they've had to forgive their friend for something. We're human beings, we fail, we make mistakes, we can't help it. But as Christians, we have a faith in something that never fails, that never is unwavering, that's always there and never leaves. And that faith is in God, in Jesus. Now, the dictionary defines faith as having complete trust or confidence in something or someone. 
Now we as humans have put our faith and complete confidence in so many things and they failed. But the one thing we have that we can put our complete trust and confidence in that never fails is God. And I think that is something to be celebrated. Great faith. Faith in God will never, ever fail. That sounds amazing. That sounds wonderful. It sounds like if we have faith, we're never going to have any problems because God's never going to fail. Woohoo! It's not true. <laughs> Sometimes it's really hard to have faith in this amazing God because we can't see him. All of the other things, the bus, the friends, we see them day to day. We have faith that hopefully they're going to come through for us. When have we ever seen God? Personally, have we been face to face with God? It's not really going to happen until we're in heaven with him, unless he comes back. <laughs> we can't see something. In Hebrews 11, verse 1, it says, Faith is being sure of what we hope for. It is being certain of what we do not see. It's hard. It's tricky because we can't see it. Lots of you have probably heard of the wind analogy in relation to God. I'm going to share it with you if you haven't. But people like to compare God to the wind. We can't see the wind. We have faith that it's there. We can't see it. But we can see it. its effects. We can see it blowing the leaves in the trees. We can see it creating some quite disastrous things as well, actually. But we can, we can see the effects of it. It's the same for God. We can't see him physically, but we can see his effects. We can see him working through people. We can see the miracles and the healings that he creates. It's the same thing. It's being certain of what we cannot see. That's faith. So it can be difficult. It can be challenging. But it's something that we can completely, completely trust, this great faith. Now, in these verses, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 to 14, it talks about so many gifts, amazing gifts, that we're going to learn about as the weeks kind of progress. It talks about healing. It talks about speaking in tongues. It talks about miracles and discernment, all of these amazing giftings. That, well, for me, I've quite often gone, oh, I'd love to be able to heal someone. How amazing would that be? What a wonderful gifting. Or speaking in tongues. I, I have done that in the past. It took a, a while. It seemed really strange and bizarre. It's like another language. It's so random. But it's so beautiful as well because it's the way we can communicate with God. Discernment, knowing if a message is from God or not from God. What a wonderful gifting. And quite often I found myself going, well, I have the gift of faith. I argue that gift is probably the most significant gift amongst all of them. Faith. Great faith. It's the most significant because without great faith, would miracles happen? Without great faith... Would healing happen? I want to use David and Goliath as an example. So David in the Bible, he is like this really tiny guy and he gets chosen and volunteers himself to kind of go and defeat Goliath, this massive giant man. 
Now, if David did not have great faith, he would be a man in front of a giant. He'd probably get knocked over and squished. Poor David. But in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 45 to 6, he says this to Goliath. I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, angel armies. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands. Tiny David in front of massive Goliath saying, this day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands with my little slingshot and my pebbles. Without great faith, that wouldn't have happened. He wouldn't have the courage to say that. Great faith makes the impossible possible. So I think it's one of the most powerful things that we get given. So I think something we should take away from today is to not, and to stop, sorry, comparing ourselves with other people's giftings. Because we all have faith. What a powerful, powerful weapon that is. In Matthew chapter 17, verse 20, it talks about faith as small as a mustard seed. It says that that faith can move mountains. So we need to stop saying, oh, I prayed so hard for that person to get healed. It didn't happen. I obviously didn't have enough faith. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Could you imagine? Just imagine for me, you've got two people in front of God and they're praying. They're praying for healing or they're praying to get a new car or whatever they're praying for. And God looks at them and he goes, oh, now you're praying for healing, but your faith is quite low. <laughs> But this guy, his faith is really high, so he's going to get his prayer granted. That's not how God works. He doesn't go, wow, you've got loads of faith. Your prayer, tick. You haven't got much faith. I'm not going to give that to you. We don't know God's plan. We don't know why sometimes our prayers aren't answered the way we expect them to be answered. But God knows, and he has a, big, a bigger plan. So we need to stop saying that lie that we aren't gifted enough or we don't have enough faith for our prayers to be answered because it's just not true. It's just not true. In John chapter 10 verses 27 to 30, Jesus says this, My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. We're like sheep. Sheep follow their leader. They blindly follow. They feel safe. They follow the crowd. And he speaks and says that my sheep hear my voice and I know them. He knows each and every one of us personally. And as soon as we say, yes, I'm going to follow you, he's like, right, there you go. Eternal life is yours. He says they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. With this great faith, we can never be taken from Jesus. 
no matter how hard we try and run away because we think we're not good enough, or no matter how hard the devil tries to snatch us back, it's never going to happen. He says so here. No one will snatch them out of my hand. They will never perish because of faith. So without faith, David would have just been a faithful man in front of a very big giant. Not really getting very far. But it's that great faith that changed things. That great faith. I think that the spirit, obviously as soon as we say, yes, I believe, we get faith. But the spirit can give us amazing great faith to do things that we never thought were possible at all, like David. He was probably a faithful man. He probably prayed. He probably had faith, prayed for people. But it wasn't until that moment he was in front of Goliath, he needed that great faith to do the impossible. And I think the Spirit gives us that same great faith when we need it. When we're being faced with something that we could not do by ourselves. In Philippians, it talks about how we can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. All things. Not some things. All things. The impossible made possible by Jesus. So I think, again, we need to stop kind of doubting that our faith is strong enough. Or saying that we're not good enough. I'm really struggling at the moment. And I don't feel good enough. Stop saying that. Because great faith can come at any moment. I was um, practicing this this morning and kind of flicking um, through um, Facebook. And this popped up, um, said by Christine Kane. Some of you probably know her. Great speaker. Um, If you go to the Hillsong conferences, she's often there speaking. And this quotation was there. Sometimes when you're in a dark place, you think you've been buried. But actually, you've been planted. I think sometimes when we're in the darkest, darkest times, we feel abandoned, we feel lonely, we feel worthless, and we just can't see how our faith is ever going to get us through. Well, actually, wow, God can grow something amazing out of that. He can, he's planted you, and you can flourish and grow. It might not seem like it in the dark time, but it can happen. Faith as small as a mustard seed, that's all he needs. A tiny, tiny seed to make something grow and flourish that's amazing and miraculous. I think, okay, great faith could be defeating a giant. There aren't many giants that I can see around for us to defeat (laughs) nowadays. So what are our Goliaths today, maybe? Maybe you've got something that jumps to mind something you're battling with that could be your metaphorical Goliath. But maybe great faith doesn't have to be defeating something amazing and something really powerful. I think great faith is struggling in the dark times and still holding on to your faith. That's great faith. Or great faith is going through something rubbish, losing your faith, and then years later coming back to your faith. Let me put it in a earthly perspective. Let's go back to this bus. Say you needed to get the bus every single day to get to school or to work. If it was late every single day, 
would you continue to put your faith in it? I'd probably get an earlier bus or find a different way to get to work or school. You wouldn't go back to that bus and try again later. Maybe it'll be different. So wow, isn't it great faith? When you try faith for a bit, it's really, you're going through hard times, it's really hard. You leave your faith behind, you go, I don't believe this anymore. Life is too hard, it can't be true, it can't be real. And then later you come back to it. You try it again. You realize you were wrong. That's great faith. You have the courage to do that. Wow. It doesn't have to be defeating a massive giant, doing something miraculous. It could just be holding on, being planted in those dark areas, that dark time, getting through the rubbish. Great, great faith. So what do we do with this faith now? Can we all get it? Yes, we all have faith. We'll all be given great faith when we need it. What do we do with it? What's the next step? It's really easy. Just got to live it. Live that great faith. People will start to see that great faith in you. Those little mustard seeds will start growing. I found in my experience that when you feel your lowest and you're like the least faithful that you feel you could ever be, that's when God really uses you. That's when great faith happens. When you're at your lowest, when you're trying to hide from God, he's like, Dana, look, here's a person that you're going to really help. <laughs> you're like, what? I need help. <laughs> no. That's when God uses you in that struggle, in that pain. So no matter how broken or upset you feel, <laughs> quite out, <laughs> know that God is always with you, that he will always give you that great, great faith when you need it. You are not too broken to ever be used by God. He loves using the broken. Kind of has to because everyone's a bit broken. <laughs> but he loves using the broken. So stop running from him when you don't feel good enough. Start living that great, great faith that he's given you. That great, great faith. What I think would be really lovely is if we could maybe spend some time on our tables praying for each other. Maybe talking about the big Goliaths we feel like we have to face. Or talking about if you ever doubted your faith. Just anything that's really on your heart to do with faith and having that great faith. If we could just spend this time just praying for each other. Being there for each other as a church family. Just reminding each other through prayer that you're not too broken to be loved by God. And then I'll bring us together and, and say a final word. So just spend a couple of minutes um, praying on your tables for each other and that great faith. Could we have some like music in the background or something? Thank you.
Um, so if we just draw our prayers to a close and I'm going to finish giving or just praying for you guys before we leave and pack up this morning. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for the gift of faith. I thank you for its power and its might, Lord Jesus. I thank you that we can have faith as small as a mustard seed and it can do amazing, powerful things. It can move mountains, Lord Jesus. I pray for all of the prayers and um, things we've talked about this morning in our small groups, Lord Jesus. I thank you that you are listening to each and every word. I thank you that you're going to take that and you're going to really bless us this week, Lord Jesus. I thank you that you love every single person in this room, that you appreciate them for what they do day to day. I thank you that you love us so, so much, Lord Jesus. I thank you for the gift of faith. Amen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.